Chapter thirty eight of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Asia by Frank Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Religions of India A Visit to Benares. The people of East India are very religious. As we travel about, we see temples and shrines almost everywhere. We meet pilgrims going from one holy place to another and frequently see men and women praying to idols of horrible shapes the empire is one of many religions it has nine million buddhists about sixty million mohammedans and more than two hundred million hindus besides these there are the parsees whom we saw at bombay and many people who worship spirits as well as some who converted by our missionaries now believe in christianity we have already learned something of buddhism in japan siam and burma and we shall find many mohammedans as we go on to the westward through persia arabia and turkey the hindus are to be found in india only and there are so many of them that they number about one-eighth of all the world's people they have a strange religion based upon a belief in one god who may appear in so many different forms that the people are sometimes said to have millions of gods these gods are often represented by images or idols hinduism has had a great effect upon india it has caused the people to be divided into classes or castes each of which must do certain things follow certain trades and be superior or subservient to the other castes at first there were only four great castes the priest the warriors the farmers and the slaves but these four castes have been so subdivided that there is now a special caste for every trade and every walk in life it is not permitted that a man should do anything outside the work of his caste if a boy's father is a priest the boy must follow the priesthood if a merchant he must be a merchant if a shoemaker a shoemaker and if a street sweeper he can have no hope but that he will be sweeping streets for the term of his life it is easy to see how backward a people must be when hampered by conditions like these it is also believed that when a man dies he will be born again as a plant an animal or a mineral or perhaps as a human being of a higher or lower class than that in which he now is moreover one may acquire merit by torturing himself and for that reason some forsake home and friends to wander among strangers to be considered saints some fast until they are all skin and bone some sleep on beds of broken stones or sharp spikes while others try to do without sleep altogether some will stand on one leg for days at a time and others will hold up an arm or a leg until it becomes stiff and cannot be moved but suppose we visit the holy city of benares where tens of thousands of hindus go every month to worship and bathe in the ganges the ganges is considered sacred throughout its whole length but the spot where Benares is situated is regarded as the most holy of all. The Hindu who dies within ten miles of it feels sure of salvation, and if he can bathe there, he believes that his sins will be washed away forever. Benares contains about 200,000 people, and many thousands of pilgrims from all parts of India go there every year. Some come on the trains and others on foot, walking hundreds of miles and kneeling down to pray at every few steps on the way. When they arrive, 
they move about from temple to temple saying their prayers they go into the river to bathe and pray and they may be seen everywhere engaged in their devotions let us suppose that we are among them the day is just breaking and we are starting out to see them at their baths in the ganges the roads are already filled with dark-skinned men women and children clad in long strips of cotton colored white red and blue each wraps his strip around his body and pulls it over his face so that even the mouth and nostrils are covered and we can see only the eyes the air is cold and damp at this early hour the worshippers are of all classes some are half naked and the legs of many are bare to the thighs those of the richer classes have on woolen blankets and cashmere shawls of bright red the poor are barefooted and only the richest wear shoes the women are gorgeous with jewelry even the poorest have their arms covered from wrist to elbow with silver or brass bracelets all have anklets of silver or gold while not a few actually wear rings and bells on their toes some have rings in their noses and these rings are often as big around as the bottom of a tin cup so that its owner must put her food through the ring as she eats everyone has a brass jar to fetch the holy water of the ganges up to the temple or to carry some back to his home we push our way through the crowds to the upper end of the city where we get a boat upon which to go down the river we have six dusky sailors clad in white gowns and high turbans to row us and we direct them to keep near the shore we float along the stream not far from the steps which lead up to the temples lining the right bank of the river there are about three miles of these steps upon which thousands of half-naked dripping men and women are continually moving their wet clothes cling to their bodies and little streams run down the steps now look at the crowd in the river hundreds are bathing standing near the shore with the water up to their waists others are kneeling on the banks or muttering prayers as they sit there lifting up their brass bowls again and again to pour the sacred fluid over their bodies but see the sun rises its rays make the half-naked people shine like polished mahogany they turn the brass jars to gold and the jewelry becomes more gorgeous than ever against the wet background of the dark skins we reach over the edge of the boat and dip our hands into the water it is cold and we do not wonder that the people shiver as they pour it over their bodies some are invalids and they look lean and sickly many are brought here to die for they feel sure that if they should pass away in the river itself their life in the next world will be happy as we look a confused noise of many voices in prayer rises from the great crowd around us and we wonder at this worship of a stream which is so real to these millions of people among the bathers we see many gray-haired a skeleton-like old man wearing nothing but a waistcloth glued as it were by the water to his now dripping skin is standing there at the foot of that temple see he throws his shriveled arms upward and with long snaky fingers outstretched through chattering teeth prays to the sun just beyond him is a young woman who is casting flowers into the ganges and all about us on the drier parts of the steps under great umbrellas half-naked black-skinned priests are sitting they have little boxes of red and white paint before them and they mark the bathers as they come from the water with the charms and emblems of the great hindu gods floating on down the stream 
we see a thick smoke arising from a little hollow or ravine in the bank and ask our boatman to stop there the smoke comes from some fires which have been built just a little back from the water for burning the dead the hindus believe in cremation and think that if their bodies are burned on the banks of the ganges and the ashes thrown into the river their souls will go straight to the better land such funeral pyres may be seen everywhere along the ganges and there are burning ghats or cremation places in all the cities but let us leave our boat and visit the temples there are one thousand in benares and they represent many gods they are of every description the golden temple being the finest this temple has spires plated with gold which may be seen miles away in the country about it is devoted to shiva a terrible god who is supposed to sit enthroned on one of the himalaya mountains where he is waited upon by innumerable spirits one of his symbols is the bull as shown in a temple near by where a hundred live sacred bulls are kept all the year round they are white and dove-colored animals beautifully formed having humps on their backs and long ears which hang down like those of a rabbit as we enter the courtyard of the temple we find the people feeding and fondling the bulls they throw flowers to them and put garlands of flowers around their necks some have brought water from the ganges in their brass jars they offer this to the bulls and chant prayers as they drink outside the temple are men peddling flowers to feed to the animals and they are kept fat upon flowers grass and vegetables leaving this temple we drive on through the city seeing sacred cattle here and there working we have already observed them in all parts of india hauling carts and pulling the ploughs they are also harnessed to cabs and sulky like carriages their horns often decorated with ribbons and flowers but there is one curious worshipping place that we must visit before leaving benares this is a temple devoted to durga the wife of shiva it is also supposed by some to be the home of the monkey god hanuman it is called the monkey temple by travellers and we do not wonder why as we enter its court the temple is surrounded by a wall over which hang mighty trees filled with chattering monkeys and there are other monkeys playing about in the court there are peddlers at the entrance who have popcorn for sale we buy some and throw it down on the floor as it falls the monkeys cry out they leap down in droves and fight over the corn we feed them again and again while the guards warn us to be careful saying that the animals are vicious and often bite strangers end of chapter thirty eight